when we can walk away and know that we've made a difference in somebody's lives, it's just, it's the best, best feeling ever. And we get to do that every single day. Hello, hello. What is up, my people? I'm coming at you from the land of boxes. So there's a lot of boxes behind me, obviously, which is smooth. It's really embarrassing because our guest today is a professional organizer. So I'm like, oh my gosh, she's staring at me on this video on Zoom. She's probably freaking out because there's so many boxes behind me. But she actually was super sweet. And she's like, we do not judge our clients. I will <laughs> not judge you. So feel a little better. It's funny because I feel like you are such like a tidy person. So even when I see this, like it gives me a little stress for you because I feel like you thrive in like a very clean environment. I don't know. Girl, yeah. I like, you're definitely more clean than me. Like I'm the type of person that I love things to be clean and organized, but I make such a mess when I do shit, you know? And then I'm like, well, fuck, I made a huge mess. Now I got to clean it up. And like, that's not fun. So I'm like, when people ask me like, are you clean? I'm like, yeah, but like when I don't want to be clean, like I'm really messy. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, I feel like I'm like the messiest cooker. Like the, the, I'm a messy chef, if you mm-hmm. will. Literally, like Zach will come back and be like, how are nine cabinets open when you only like, you only use two? <laughs> like, I just don't get it. Like, why Why don't you close them when you walk away? I'm oh like, just, my God. Open. Does that yeah. annoy you? <laughs> That's your, that is your serial killer trait. Cat <laughs> doesn't close the cabinets. Neither does Jamie. And I'm like, you fuck. Yep. Slam them close. <laughs> Me and Jamie live in the same realm. I'm like, as long as it's clean on the inside, I'm like not super pressed about it being close. I don't know what it is. Oh. But it's like little things annoy me though. Cause like, do you feel like you pick up other people's shit? Cause I always do. Like if someone comes in and they'll like drink something and I'm like, please drink something. Like I want to entertain you, have fun. But they like put it somewhere weird. I'll like move it to a place that like looks cleaner. <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> You're so nice. <laughs> She's such a nice friend. Literally, I'll come in or like Zach will leave his like jacket or backpack and I like move it into his closet. <laughs> like, thanks. Well, I do that with Jamie's stuff. But like, if you came in my house, I probably wouldn't move like your purse. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I feel that. That's true. I think it's different when it's like somebody else other than someone you like live with or like family members and it's funny too because I remember when I was younger my dad would always move my shit and it would annoy me so much I would be like why did you have to bring it up there for me like I just want to do it myself and now I am the mover so it's true what they say you become your parents (laughs) so I feel like when I was the opposite growing up so like I was like raised in a house with just my dad from like when I was 12 to like 16 and I was the one who like cleaned and I would move the bills and move everything. And then he would be like, Kelsey, where's this? Where's this? And I would be like, I literally have no idea. And I do the same fucking thing with Jamie. And it's, it's terrible. Like, I don't know how to remember where I push it. I probably should have asked Ashley that today. Like, how do you remember? Well, that's because she's super organized and she labels everything. So that's how she remembers. But I never remember where I push it. I need to get organized, guys. Thank God this girl's on the episode today. <laughs> So yeah, guys, today we have Ashley from OCD. That is her professional organizing brand. And it stands for Organize, Create, and Design. She is based in Arizona. And 
is a professional organizer. (laughs) She is literally incredible. I stumbled upon her a few years ago on Instagram and was just really drawn in the way that she takes these spaces that are a mess and makes them so functional and absolutely incredible. She now has a team of six and she has amassed a following of over 115,000 people on Instagram who are glued to her page to see all of the amazing things that she does. So stay tuned for some organizing tips. All right. Welcome, Ashley. Ash, it is a pleasure to have you. I know I just mentioned to you this before, but Kelsey and I are really big on organizing, cleaning. We are just those type of people who, you know, we love having a clean slate. So I found myself a couple years ago Googling some organization blogs and businesses, and that is how I stumbled upon you. So we're very excited to have you today. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am a huge podcast person. So I love that I'm even being considered to be on your guys' show. Thank you so much. Of course. What are your favorite podcasts? What do you say? What's like your go-to when you're listening to other people's? Oh, gosh. So always when I'm driving far, I love to listen to Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard. I think that he has amazing, amazing interviews. I love how candid he is. And I love that people just feel so comfortable on his show to really divulge a lot of you know personal information. And he gets very personal too, which I love. I love Oprah. I think that her interviews are great. And since obviously I grew up in the 90s and watched Oprah all the time after school, and I think she was on at three o'clock and there wasn't really many shows that I ever missed. So it's kind of nice to be able to listen to her again. And, you know, she gives some great soulful advice, but then also she has really good guests on there as well. And then I like my favorite one is the bitch Bible. I love her. She's so funny and she makes me laugh. That is so so funny. I love the bitch Bible. I have not heard of the first one. And Kat, you like shook your head like you love you love it too. Yeah, I Ash, I also love Armchair Expert. I didn't know who you need to listen to it, Kels. I didn't know who Dax Shepard was, but I think feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's married to Kristen Bell. He's married to an actress and he is an actor. And he has, like she said, just very candid interviews, but he gets people like that, you know, we would die to get. He gets like Prince Harry. He gets like, you know, all famous people. He gets like Jay-Z and his interviews are just so conversational. He's someone that I always look to when we record because I'm like, oh, I want us to be that like easy. And I just, I love listening to him too. So definitely check it out. Oh, I love that. Thanks for the tip, Ashley. I'm going to check it out. But let's start off. Why don't you just give our audience who is not familiar with you just kind of a quick background of like where you live, your age, what you do, just like a little bit about your life. So I live in Arizona, in Scottsdale, Arizona. I actually am a native of Arizona, which is very, very, very rare out here. Most people are transplants from the East Coast and now from California, a lot of people are are moving out here. But funny fact is my mom is actually a native also, and we went to the same grade school and same high school which is just so bizarre. But so (laughs) I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, went to ASU for college and have lived in Scottsdale ever since. So I love to travel and I love to be going other places. But as far as living anywhere else, I really don't see anywhere else being home like I do Arizona. So what else did you ask? You asked about my age. I'm 44 
And most people don't think that I'm 44. So when I tell people that I get a lot of shocked faces, which I absolutely <laughs> love and relish a lot because I think most people think I'm in my thirties, which I'll take all day. And I started my business in 2015 and have been going strong ever since. Oh, I love that. I love that you're originally from Arizona. That is a place that I want to visit so bad. Yeah, me and Kelsey talk about it all the time. Arizona is beautiful. And like you said, I feel like people, it's become more of a transplant city state. It seems like people, you know, more so than ever before, it was always like, I'm moving to California, I'm moving to Florida. Now everyone's like, I'm moving to Arizona. <laughs> like, nice. But that is awesome. It's so nice to get to like learn a little bit of background with you. We're like very fascinated by organizing in general and that you're a professional organizer and that you created your own amazing business. How did you get into organizing? Do you feel like it was always like in your blood? Were you that type of kid that was like, my room is tidy? <laughs> or do you feel like it's something that you found? Yeah. For? <laughs> yeah, I see, I bet. Yeah, I was going to say, or do you feel like it's something you found a passion for like later in life? Or yeah, how did you kind of get started down that path? Well, I should say, I kind of teeter around the word passion, because for me, it is just, it comes so naturally. So I don't really know if I would say that it's my passion so much as it's almost a need of something that I have to do. Yes, I, you know, you can ask my mom, I was picking out my own clothes at two years old, I was very into just having things a certain way. And when I was in grade school, I, I clearly remember asking to take the doors off my closet, because I wanted to see, <laughs> I wanted to see all my clothes and everything lined up when I was laying in bed and actually plan my outfits for the next day. And things out of order for me, it almost is a it's almost a disability because it makes me feel crippled when things are out of sort. And I know for some people, they can deal with that. And that's obviously what keeps us in business is that they can live with that, but they just don't really want to live with that. But for me, I can't live with things that are not in order. So there is a borderline OCD component there. I have been told by doctors that I do have a little bit of OCD. And so I understand that. And I understand how people who have severe OCD, how they can struggle, how they are not able to leave the house, how they have to have certain routines. I, I totally get that. Mine, fortunately, I definitely can handle it a little bit more where I am able to leave the house. But there are some things that I do around the house, such as decorating, where I could stare at a picture frame on a table and stand there for two hours of moving it an inch to the left, an inch to the right. And in my mind, I just can't get it right. So I totally understand how that cripples people. But for me, I just kind of turned it around. Whereas, okay, things make sense and make me feel really good if I have them in order. So that's just what I chose to do. I just chose to keep everything in order. I, I choose to keep a clean space around me every single day. I pick up around me, you know, we don't leave dishes in the sink. We do, we make our bed right when we wake up. It's just, it's just those little things and those habits that I think make me able to succeed in everyday life and not get stuck, which so many people do get stuck. I love that you use a little bit of say, let's say your disability of OCD, you know, you said you have a little bit of it, but you use it as a strength, like you created a business from it, which I think is so cool. I need you to like run a tight ship around my house. 
<laughs> really bad. <laughs> so I think it's awesome what you're doing. And it's so cool how you kind of like flipped what some people would think is, you know, kind of annoying about them to be such like a positive in such a successful business. So good for you, girl, as you like probably are looking behind me and it's probably driving you nuts that I have unpacked boxes since we just moved. <laughs> but it's told you no, no judgment. I don't judge. <laughs> I'm judging myself, but so it seems like the smartest jobs and products always come from like a necessity. How did you realize that organizing was something that you could you know, not only do for yourself and your family, but you could do for others and create a career out of it? Well, that's a great question because honestly, I didn't have the authentic thought. Somebody had to put that into my brain. And it was my friend actually who I was organizing. I was over at her house and she just moved into a new house here in Paradise Valley and an amazing, gorgeous home. And I saw her closet, which is like bigger than my whole entire house. And I saw it and I said, oh my gosh, this would be so fun for me to organize for you. And she looked at me like, I'm crazy. She's like, would you really want to do that? And I said, you know, you have a ha- you have a closet like this. You need to make this space just be a space that you walk into and that you absolutely love. So she was all for it. And I, long story short, I organized her closet for her and made it immaculate and, you know, made, gave it really that boutique retail feel. And afterwards, she said, you know, would you do my pantry? And would you do the kids rooms and yada, yada, yada. So fast forward a few days, I end up doing her whole house. And this is just for fun. And afterwards, she said, you know, you can totally make a business out of this, my friends would pay for this. And I looked at her as I was like, are you serious? And this is just like, so natural for me. And she said, No, people don't do this, people would pay for this. And so I went home that night and I mean, a light bulb went on, like it's never gone on before. And I remember turning to my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time. And I said, I'm doing this. Like, I think that, I think she's right. I think I can totally do this. And so within hours, I had my business name and I had jumped on the computer and filed an LLC and ordered business cards. And by the next morning, I started telling people that this is what I do. This is what I started. And it just really spiraled from there. And it was a huge domino effect. One person told one person, the next person told their friend, told business owners, and it just, you know, it just went from there. And it really has never stopped since six and a half years ago now. That is so cool to hear that you, I'm sure you guys have heard this a million times, but I feel like when I was little, people would always be like, the things that come really naturally to you that you're good at is where you're going to be most successful because you know, it's just, it's something that is already in your brain and it's something that you don't have to work too hard for. So you're really good at it. And I also love how you touched on your friend being the one to tell you, because I think that's something that's so true for all of us too. Like we all kind of struggle to see our own strengths because if it's something that, you know, you're like, like you said, like, I just do this. What do you mean? Like, this is just something I do. I think we struggle to like remember that, you know, that's going to be something that is going to be helpful to someone else. So I love that you kind of took that tip and that idea from her and really like ran with it and saw, you know, saw it in yourself. Cause I feel like that's hard to do. Oh, for sure. I mean, think about it. Nobody becomes a model because they look at themselves in the mirror and think like, oh, I'm so hot. You know, they're walking through the mall and somebody discovers them or, somebody sees their picture wherever and they say, you know, you really need to do this. I mean, I think that's how Giselle got found is by somebody in the mall in Brazil. Like, I I don't think it was 
an authentic thought. Like I think things like this that come about are because people compliment you on something and then do put that inside of your mind to say, this is something that you're really, really good at. And this is something that you should pursue. Yeah, absolutely. It always, like you said, I feel like it's, it's something that kind of catches you off guard sometimes when people first say it, cause you're like, what me? <laughs> and then you think about it and you're like, oh, that is something. Yes. Yeah. You know, right. I'm always like that. I'm like, no, <laughs> but I completely agree with you. One thing that I feel like is so cool and unique about your brand too, is you have like this online presence as well, which we wanted to touch on. Cause I feel like that's something that people kind of overlook. Do you have like a background at all in marketing or like content creation? And do you feel like when you started your business, did you kind of have the thought in the beginning that social media was going to be a way to promote yourself? Or did you kind of just start a page, you know, just thinking it would be helpful? Because I mean, you have a killer following. Like, I'm just curious how that started. You know, that that's a great question because I look back and I, I can remember exactly where I was when I started my Instagram page. My dad was in hospice at the time. And we were sitting in his room with him. And fortunately, we had two amazing weeks sitting by his side. But at that time, I was putting my Instagram page together. And I remember turning to my sister and saying, I have 10 followers, you know, and then the (laughs) next day was I have 15 followers, I have, you know, and it just kept growing and growing. And so I knew at that time, I think Instagram was still pretty new for me. I mean, I'm 44. So Facebook, yes, I still use Facebook. And it's how I connect with, you know, people of my genre. But at the time, I think that I felt like I had to get my pictures out there and my presence out there so I could target and introduce myself to other people who weren't in my bubble here in Scottsdale and Paradise Valley. And so I just started doing it. And the more I started doing it, the more I started looking at other accounts and getting ideas. I mean, influencers, I feel in 2015, were not even a thing. You know, people weren't out there that I was following that were, maybe I just wasn't following them yet, but there wasn't any influencers that I saw. It wasn't like that. It was just more pictures of things, I think. So I was really just looking at other other brands, other organizers at the time you know, seeing what they were doing, I was like, okay, so I need to be posting pictures every single day of something. And so from 2015 to 2000, I'm trying to think, 19, I had my son in 2019. And I think after I had him, I took a little pause, not a pause from, I'll tell you, but not not a pause from posting. But so from 2015 to about 2019, I posted every single day. I never missed a day of posting on Instagram. And I think that that like having the continuation of me being there and then people, the reminder, like saying, Oh, she's out here. And then some people would be like, Oh, you haven't posted today. And so I think that that kind of, I just was forcing myself into people's lives a little bit, or at least into their phones or computers, whatever they were looking at Instagram with. So I just felt like that part of it was really my job, just the same as going into people's homes. I just really took on the marketing and social media presence, getting out there for myself, thinking that, hey, if I want to succeed and I want to be out there and I want to be big, I need to put in as much work as I do in someone's house as I do when I'm not there. So no, I have no marketing background, but I really, (laughs) I really think like I love puns and I love play on words. And so 
every time I come up with something catchy, I'm like, damn, I'm really good. I could come up, I should totally like do campaigns for Apple or, you know, for something because I love doing it so much. But no, I have no background in it at all. It's just something that I felt was just as important to do just to succeed. Wow, you would never know that you don't have a background in it because your Instagram is popping, bro. (laughs) I love it. And you're so good at like getting the photos too. Especially with your business, everything is super visual. And you're probably like really big on Pinterest as well. Is that right? Oh, gosh. Well, so I didn't know that that really was a thing. I used to do Pinterest, you know, when Pinterest first came out, I was doing it because I loved all the recipes and the clothes and the travel and all that. And then actually, one of my good friends here in Arizona, who is a influencer with fashion and food, she told me how important it is to have a presence on Pinterest. So I'm really behind on that because I always forget to post on there. So no, I'm not very, very good on Pinterest for posting my own things, but I do go on there for recipes and all that. So no, I'm not on there. But as far as like the pictures, it's funny you say that because if you scroll down to the, my first pictures, they are so awful. Like they, they're not, they're not brightened up at all. And they're just, they're really janky and not good at all. But well, I feel like I have gotten a little bit better and, you know, try, 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 try to get a better shot. Heck yeah. That just proves that you kind of like learn as you go. And even if you're not the best at something, like you should just start it because as you go, you'll definitely get better. Would you say that you get most of your clients from social media or other than using it, obviously as like a brand, kind of like a branding tool, do you get clients from that too? Oh, definitely. I get clients from there, but I would say, I don't know the percentage, like maybe 85, 90% of my business is all referral based. I don't do any advertising at all. I never have. So it is a a strong referral based business, but I totally use my Instagram and definitely always suggest this to other people getting started to use your Instagram as your portfolio, because I don't go to people's houses and say, Oh, look at the things I've done. Like by the time that they have already reached out to me, it's most likely the referral, but then at the same time, they can go on Instagram and Facebook and see the pictures of the work that I've done. And I don't have to sell myself anymore. Like the pictures have already sold what I do and or what my team does. And so it's really a way for, I think people should use Instagram and Facebook as a way to show your work, not so much just try to get business to be a brand ambassador or an influencer. I think it really is an opportunity to show who you really are. I love that you said it's kind of like they already know you before they know you. I feel like that's such a benefit to social media in general and just being online is like, like you said, you really don't have to sell yourself at that point. I think that's always kind of a benefit that we talk about as well in blogging. Like if you're going to get a client or if someone's going to reach out to you, they're already, they've already seen a portfolio of your work. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to, you don't have to really ask them yeah. right, to take a look at it. So I think that's really such a smart thing that you just mentioned. Like, And the reason that people should be using that tool, do you feel like as bloggers, I feel like we constantly are getting questions on how to start blogging. We love that like you're using social media just as kind of a side piece, not a side piece, because it's something you've you know, put so much time into and have been so intentional about. But I like that it's like a platform that's very 
very different than ours. And like you're using it to propel your in-person business. I feel like you've touched on this already, but just in general, do you kind of have any tips for small businesses who are getting started? Like, would you just say, make sure you're posting? Because when you mentioned that, like that's huge, getting yourself in front of people all the time. Do you feel like you have any other kind of tips for people? Oh gosh. Well, I do feel like having a... I look at it how I see things. And if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. And so I would want as a consumer to have that constant reminder there. And if it's not something where you're doing ads, you know, we all see the ads and I'm the biggest sucker for these, you know, the fashion (laughs) stuff that comes up on Instagram and it's like, you know, showing a cute jumpsuit and it's, you know, you have to buy it right then. But a lot of us who are, well, I'm not selling an item, I'm selling a service. So I think it would probably be different maybe for somebody selling an item. But either way, I think as a consumer, it is so important to see a brand keep resurfacing over and over and over. So it's in your mind. I think there was a a rule of thumb back in the, you know, days of advertising in magazines. I remember when I was a wedding planner and magazines used to come to me and say, oh, you know, we're selling a quarter of a page and you know, for $500 more, you could be on the right corner. And that's where you want to be because your hand is right there and you're turning the page. (laughs) And there was all these tricks back then of (laughs) in magazines and in newspapers. And I think that the trick really with Instagram and with Facebook is that repeat behavior and just showing who you are constantly. And that's why I felt posting every single day was so important because I didn't want people to forget about me. I wanted, there is, hundreds of organizers out there. And there's a ton of great organizers here in the Valley who are amazing. But the thing is, is that if I'm not posting all the time, they're not going to remember who OCD is. They're going to go with the next company or the next company. So I feel like if you are in business, whether you're selling a service or you're selling a product, it's just so important to just always be in first place of, you know, the consumer's mind of, where they need to go. You know, you want to be number one in the phone book, basically. Oh my God, I just really dated myself in the phone book. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, you you definitely, you're fine because you are so into social media. Like you're good, girl. <laughs> you're so good. But that's like, 80. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really want to get into organizing because obviously you're the pro and Honestly, I would kill to have you in this room right now. <laughs> the boxes behind me, but we have to learn on here for now. So I would love to know when you start a new project, what is the first kind of steps to getting anything, everything organized and beautiful? Do you have a typical system or method that you start with every time or does every project look a little bit different? So basically every single project, no matter what space it is, no matter if it's a garage, a pantry, a closet, an office, it all starts with the same thing. And that is to take everything out. So what we always tell people if the client is home while we're doing things is it's going to look worse before it looks better. (laughs) But it is absolutely essential. It's essential that you take everything out and categorize it before you're able to put it back where it's supposed to go. And sometimes, I'm going to be honest, most of the time, we don't know where things are going to go when we're first looking at the space. It's not until we take everything out, actually assess what products are there, what things you're going to keep, because obviously there might be some things that we need to purge. If it's a kitchen or a pantry, there might be some food that's expired. So 
it's definitely mandatory that you take everything out, categorize it from the beginning before you come up with a strategy to put it back in. Because if you just start moving things around without taking things out, you're just moving around clutter and you're not really coming up with that proper system that's going to work and continue to work for you. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I feel like sometimes when you're kind of in the thick of it, you know, like you're in the room and you have all the stuff that's unorganized. (laughs) Like you said, like, it's hard to even be like, I don't know what this is. I don't know where this goes. And I feel like a lot of times, like, I'm sure you guys run into this as well. You have like so many like stupid little things, like, you know, that are kind of hard to categorize. I feel Mm -hmm. like some, right? Like sometimes bigger stuff. I'm like, okay, I know where shoes go, but I'm like, where do my hair ties go? (laughs) So yeah, I love that you mentioned taking it out. I feel like that's probably, do you find that that's like difficult with people though? Cause I could see people being like, oh my God, all my stuff, like, I don't know, super stressed about it or something? Or do you feel like your clients more so like step back and kind of let you take the reins? More times than not, our clients are not even there. They just let us go. I mean, there's a huge, huge trust component. And I I feel that that is something that, I mean, it's something that I'm so proud of. And I know my team is so proud of that we are trustworthy. We we do work with high profile people. We work with people who are not profile. It doesn't matter who you are, but what we see in the house stays in the house. We don't talk with our families about the things. We don't talk about conversations that we hear. We don't talk about things that we see. And I think that that word has gotten, you know, really passed around with people is that we do have integrity. We do have honesty and you can leave us in your home. You know, I mean, people are, people are so vulnerable to even pick up the phone and call to say that they need help. Number one, But once those walls are broken down, number two is you're opening your doors to your home and letting kind of strangers walk in and see things. You know, we we see families, you know, doing their everyday things, you know, bickering, laughing, crying, you know, having a breakdown, a a two-year-old having a breakdown, all of that. We see all that and we get it and we walk in. And when I say there's no judgment, there is no judgment and there's absolutely no judgment with the things that we see and the things that we hear. So I think that because people do trust who we are, that they don't really want to stand over us and, you know, see the process. I think that they just really trust us to get the whole thing done. And they really like that reveal at the end, you know, walking in and seeing everything. So more times than not, we we have people who just are not even home, that they just leave us there. That's so cool. I love that you really, because that's such a area that I didn't think about is like, wow, you really do need to build up your trust within your business and within your employees so that people actually feel comfortable with, you know, you coming into their home. I feel like I'd be the type of person that's like on your back. Like, what are you doing? Teach me what's next? (laughs) How do I do this to every closet? (laughs) So after you take everything out, what's next? So after we take everything out, we put it into categories. So do you want to give an, I'll give an example of a, a pantry. So we sort everything by category, such as all the baking items together, all the chips and crackers together, all the pasta together, all the sauces and so forth. And then from there with, I mean, I guess I could say with food or with clothes. So we look to see at that time, what's to keep and what's to either throw away or in a closet sense or garage sense, you know, donate sell, trash, whatever. And so we go through that whole process of 
pretty much organizing the things that we've we've taken out into those categories of keep, sell, donate, trash. And then from there, that's when we were able to come up with our plan of how we put things back together. Yeah, that makes total sense. Do you ever find that it can be hard? I don't know, like sometimes categorizing, you hear people will say like, oh, you know, I color coordinated my closet. And for me, just personally, it sounds like a nightmare because I'm like, what if, you know, then like my dresses are with my shorts and they're with my my workout clothes. Like, do you feel like it's, what do you feel like the hardest, the hardest room for you to categorize is? I could just see a pantry being difficult because I feel like you have so many different types of things. I don't know, is that an issue you run into? Not really, because I think that every pantry has pretty much the same standard essentials. I mean, there's some random stuff we see, I'm not going to lie, but (laughs) (laughs) mostly it's the same categories that we have. And I mean, you can go, you know, to any of my posts and and pictures and you can see, you know, what we label the baskets as, but you just, you just touched upon something with, I think that people set themselves up for failure is when they have the idea in their mind for a closet to do color coding. I love to color code. Like, I think that is so helpful and it looks absolutely amazing in in your closet and your space when it's finished, but you can't just color code the whole entire closet. You have to color code within a category. So you want to be able to put all of your tank tops together in a section, all of your t-shirts together, all of your dresses together, all of your jeans together. And within each of those categories, then you color code. And so I think a lot of times what happens with people, why they fail with organizing themselves is because they see kind of the big picture, but they don't see, I think I'm saying that right. They don't see the little pieces that make up the big picture, if that makes sense. Yeah, that absolutely does. And it even sometimes like, I feel like it's as easy as someone just like telling you something and reminding you of something. Cause when you said that, I was like, oh, that makes so much more sense to break it up and then to categorize it. So yeah, this is why we need people like you. I feel like you touched on this too. And me and Kelsey talk about this all the time. Just like with blogging, a lot of times it feels like it can be hard to be not necessarily a minimalist, you know what I mean? But to kind of keep the things you have at bay, because it feels like things are always coming in and out of the door. And like, you know, you're always shopping so you can share something else. And I feel like we both kind of mentioned how this job has made us just want to have less <laughs> and to be more organized and, you know, just have less things. When you start a project, do you feel like you encourage people to purge or donate? I know you said sometimes it happens, but I don't know. I feel like that to me sounds difficult because I even know just, you know, like thinking about like my mom, sometimes I'd be like, oh, you can throw this away. And she's like, no, I can't. Like, do you find it yeah. hard? Yeah. Do you find it hard to like get people to let go of certain things? And then how do you decide on what to let go of? Do you kind of have like a rule? I know with myself, I'll be like, oh, I haven't worn this in a year. You know, maybe I can pass it on. Do you have yeah. any tips for that? Oh, for sure. So, I mean, I'll start off by saying I'm no Marie Kondo. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that her show is entertaining and I'm all about the tidying up, but And I do feel like some things give you joy, but you know what, what happens when everything in your closet gives you joy? (laughs) And so that (laughs) method really is not going to work for everybody. Right. We've had a handful of people who, and that's probably the biggest challenge for us is we've had a handful of people who just will not let things go. And for us, we look at the space and we 
say, hmm, you really don't need seven spatulas. You know, you probably only need two. And we suggest that and we do it so nicely and tactfully. We're not trying to make anybody ever feel bad. There is no shaming at all, but we really have to feel how people are receiving, you know, the advice. And if they're not receiving it and they don't want to get rid of it and they're adamant about keeping things, that's not our job. Our job is to help you. So if your way of, you know, how you're receiving help is for us just to organize the things that you have and not purge them, then that's what we're going to do. We do leave those jobs though, feeling very underwhelmed and kind of for us, it's very challenging because we wish that we could do what we really are good at doing by yes, minimalizing a lot, but also just, you know, getting rid of that excess stuff that people just absolutely do not need. So for us, that's really challenging, but we have to look at it. And I'm always telling my team, look, I know that we want to do more, but they just don't want us to do that. So we only can do the best that we can do for them for this job. So it's just all about reading your client. You know, most of our clients are totally up for the suggestion of getting rid of things. And oftentimes they just really want us to stand in front of them with the seven spatulas and show them, look, here's seven spatulas. Do you want all these? Or, you know, do you want to pick out two? And they, you know, right away, they're like, oh yeah, I just need two. Why would I have seven? You know, and most of the times it's like that, but some of the times it's not. And we're able to read pretty quickly if the person's not getting rid of anything. And if that's just the way they want to organize it, then that's what we do. So I think a lot of people, when they're reaching out, they will be willing to get rid of stuff. It's just a matter of, of the person. But more times than not, most people are like, yeah, I only need two spatulas. That is such a good point that you said. Sometimes you just need someone else to be like, why do you have 10 different spatulas? Right. <laughs> and I totally get that. Sometimes people just don't even know because they're not looking in their drawers and stuff. And we can totally read personalities if we can tease with them and make it funny or if we have to be, you know, super serious. And that's what I love so much about my team is that they're very much chameleons for, they know when they can be loose and they know when they can have fun and and kind of just really be, you know, casual with it. And they also know when they have to be game on, very professional, very, you know, proper mm-hmm. and, and so forth. So I love that my team, we're all the same as far as we definitely can be who our client wants us to be, which I like a lot. I love that you guys tailor it. That's exactly what I was going to bring up, how you tailor things to each client. Because I feel like that's such a asset of being in literally any business is that every single project, every client, every job is totally different. And like you said, I feel like sometimes all of us, it's easy to be in your head and not be like my way or the highway, you know what I mean? But kind of in your head, be like, okay, I know it would be better if I did this, but if that's not something that's going to serve them, you know, maybe it's best to do it in a different way. I love how you touched on that. That's very, very smart. (laughs) Well, sure. And not, yeah. And not everybody's process is going to be the same. Some people take a really long time of making a decision to get rid of things. And some people can do it with the snap of their fingers. And so again, we're not there to judge. We're not there to shame anybody. If, if somebody needs us there to really hold their hand through the process of all this, 
we're there for that. You know, I mean, that's just kind of, that's just kind of it. I mean, our whole thing is a lot of our clients become a really, really good friends, you know, and this is, this is something, like I said, people are so vulnerable inviting you into their house and, and doing that automatically. People just like really show up like who they are. And so we're able to really get to know our clients so well. And I, and I love the fact that our relationships have, a lot of relationships have stemmed. Some of my best friends now are clients that I had, you know, three, four years ago. And I love that. I love that about your business so much. I would trust you with every room in my house. <laughs> but Kat and I love hearing that you're a mom. I feel like moms are superheroes. Did your approach to organizing change after you had a child? I feel like when people come into my home, they're like, oh, your space is so neat and clean. Just wait till you have kids or your couch, you have a white couch. Like just wait till you have kids. I would love to hear like how it challenged you and kind of what you did differently with your child. Oh, you know, I'm going to say right here, and I'm sure I'll probably get bashed by a lot of moms who are on Instagram, you know, selling their mom thing. But I can't stand when people talk like that and tell you, oh, you know, your house isn't going to be, you know, tidy. You're going to have stuff everywhere. And like you said, with the white couch, I have a white couch too. And I I think that that's such a, I don't know. I I feel like that's just such a negative stance to have because yeah, kids are messy, but just because your kids are messy doesn't mean that you have to be messy. And of course it's okay to have a mess, but your house just doesn't have to go to shit just because you have kids running around. I think that's just such a, Sorry, am I allowed to say that? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, we're, we're the worst. <laughs> we dropped the F-bomb like every other word. So <laughs> okay, perfect. All right. I didn't know like how proper I have to be. I'm, I'm always told my mouth is so bad. Like I'm pretty sure that my kid's first word is going to be the F-word. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, you're perfect. <laughs> I don't like when other people tell you that. Like I feel like that's just such a... I don't know. I mean, I kind of take it like so judgy, like they're judging you for being a a clean person. And oh, that's not going (laughs) to keep up once you have kids. And it's like, well, yeah, it is. I mean, that's just who I am. Like, of of course it is. And then I feel like they're kind of shaming you. Like if you are a clean person, like, oh, your house is so clean. You know, I don't know. No, I know exactly what you mean. People, I feel like people say that sometimes on Instagram too. They'll be like, where do you put your stuff? I'm like, I just put it away when I get home. (laughs) You know, I'm like, yeah, just put it away. I agree. And I kind of like sometimes like, don't get me wrong. Obviously having children makes, you know, just everything more of a, more of a process, of course. But I know what you mean. Sometimes I feel like it almost like, no, it feels like a cop out. Cause like, I can't say that because I don't have kids, of course, but like you said about like furniture and stuff, people will always say that to me too, Kels. Everyone's like, oh my God, you got a white couch. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to try not to spill. Like, I don't know. I feel like you shouldn't feel held back. Yes. Like, like you said, you know, you shouldn't feel held back in terms of like organizing or in terms of being clean just because things in your life change. So yeah, I completely, completely agree with you there. Do you feel like, I, I guess just from watching tidying up and, you know, the home edit and all that stuff, I feel like one thing that I noticed you always do too is like an integral part of being organized. Seems like finding the right products to be able to do so. Do you feel like you have any typical stores you shop at that you can recommend for like baskets, storage, basically like 
where can people go if they're looking to get a little bit more organized? So I'd say almost 100% of our items come from Container Store, just because we're so familiar with the Container Store's products. And I'm also a brand ambassador with iDesign, who is their products are in the Container Store. So I know the quality of the products. I know that the products work. I know how they function. So that's where we get all of our products. If I had time and was doing this probably for myself, I love a good deal. I feel like you don't have to pay full price for anything if you just do your research or whether you're getting cash back on apps or, right. or you know, any sort of rewards incentives. So I could post things, you know, I always do swipe ups on Instagram. And, you know, when people message me and say, where's that product from? I I tell them like, I don't have any secrets. I'm not trying to keep anything (laughs) from anybody. I do know that a lot of the products are available at a home goods. But for us, when we're doing a large space that has a lot of items that we want all to be the same, it's hard for us to go to a home goods where there might only be, you know, two, three items in stock where we need 10. And where I know I can get 10 items, whether it's in my storage that I I have of items collected or at the container store. But for sure, for like better pricing, I definitely suggest people to go, you know, if they have time to accumulate the items to go to a home goods because you can get things probably a quarter of the price. Yeah, the container store, I feel like shockingly, like you said, I used to think that it was expensive. And then I moved and I started buying stuff there. They have a ton of deals. Like the container store is great. Oh, definitely. I mean, and they always have sales going on. I mean, one of the perks, obviously, of working with the organizer, which I always, I don't know if every organizer does this, but I feel like they should. But I get a discount at the container store and I extend my discount to all of my clients. I feel that if I'm, the only reason I'm getting the discount is because I'm bringing container store the business. But my clients are the one bringing, giving the business to me. So they should be the ones getting the discount. So I extend my vendor discount to all of my clients. I don't mark up product. And honestly, I feel that, sure, can the items add up? You know, people will see some of my posts and say, oh God, that must have been a $5,000 pantry. And I'm, I'm quick to respond and say, you know what? Actually, it was only $1,500. If you do it this way, this way, and this way, you know, it's not that expensive. It's an investment, but it's also a one-time investment. So I, I mean, to me, it's like the best money that you can spend for sure is on the right products and not buying products from different stores and then end up having to do your space a year later because it just didn't work for you. Oh, girl. Yeah, I completely agree. I, you guys are hating. I've never been to the container store. I don't know how. You need to go. <gasps> Shame. <laughs> <laughs> she said she wouldn't judge you, but she's judging you, Kelsey. <laughs> I'm going I'm right off. I'm judging. Oh my god, I'm in full yeah, full judgment right now. I'm going right after this. They do have one here. They I just moved from Pittsburgh to Nashville. And in Pittsburgh, they did not have one near me. So I feel like you that's the type of store you have to like be there. I don't even know. Do they sell online? They do. Shipping kind of takes a, a long time. It's usually like seven to ten days, but sometimes it takes longer than that. So I mean, unless you you know exactly what you're getting, you can order online, mm-hmm. but it's kind of fun just to roam around. But I'll tell you what, like a lot of my clients, when they, you know, when we're working in their house and then we start talking to them, that's probably one of the biggest topics that come up is they always say, God, how do you just know what to buy? I go in container store and I walk in and I walk out because I'm so overwhelmed. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a bonus of working with professional organizers is we know exactly what to buy. We know exactly what size bins are going to fit in the space. We know which ones will work for, you know, your cereal, for your bars, for your, which hangers we like to use in closets. And so we really take the guessing out of all the product search because we know exactly, you know, what works and more importantly, what will continue to work for you in the future. Yeah, that's such a good point. This question is not one we have on the list, but I'm just curious. Do you guys do like a consult first and do you go in and look at the space and then you go to the container store or how does like the process work? That's a great question because that's something that people always, always ask. And I think that they're so interested in is now, I mean, definitely things changed a lot with COVID. As you guys know, you're not, you know, having to do things in person so much anymore. So Before COVID, I was going into people's houses and doing a consult. And then during COVID, we were really trying to limit the face-to-face as much as possible. So I was having people just send pictures of their spaces to me, whether it's, you know, through text or through email or on Instagram. And I tell you, that made such a difference in time management in our business because I would be able to look at those pictures. And I'm, I'm really really good at space and I'm not tooting my own horn because it's just something that comes really natural to me, but I can see a space and I can see the exact measurement of the space without having to take out tape measure. Like I know exactly how many bins will fit in a spot or how many baskets. The girls always doubt me on my team. They're like, Oh, that's not going to fit. I'm like, really watch. (laughs) And it always works. So I, it really was to my benefit for people to send pictures because at nighttime I was able to just, you know, be in bed responding to all my emails and say, okay, this space is going to take this many days or this many hours. And here's an estimate of what I think product, you know, will range from. And that could be, you know, 500 to $1,000. But I try to give people a realistic estimate of, of pricing if they ask. A lot of people don't even ask because I think they just know from looking at Instagram and everything from my stories. But as far as consults now, I do, unless people really want me to come there, all of it almost all is through just pictures through email or text message. And from there, we can do all of our booking and know exactly how many days we need to schedule. And with product, another thing with COVID is after that was happening, a lot of product was backordered at Container Store. So fast forward, that's what got me to have my own storage is because you would go into Container Store and the shelves would be empty and there's absolutely nothing available. So what I started doing is I started ordering mass quantities of the items that I know we use all the time and then keeping them in my storage unit. So I would have them on deck all the, you know, just to be available. So that was something really helpful. So yes and no, we go with product, but then usually we're always going to the Container Store to get more product. Like there might be like one extra bin we need, or we open up a cabinet and we say, oh, you know, actually this turntable would be, be good. So let's just run in the container store and grab it. So we're at the container store all the time. <laughs> They're like, let's give this girl a discount. She's here every day. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I know. They should give me some stock in the company. All right. If you're listening, container store. <laughs> yeah, right. But... <laughs> organization, I feel like is so much more than just your house being clean and beautiful. Like it really affects your mental health. I feel like for me, I'm like struggling working in the space I'm in right now because this is the last room that we've unpacked. And I'm just like going crazy. Like I need to put everything away. 
have you found that clients often tell you like how much better they feel after a project's done? Oh, for sure. Yes, for sure, for sure. And to us, that is the most rewarding part of our job is hearing that feedback, but absolutely knowing in our heart that we made a difference. And there's nothing, nothing better than that. And we, our team, we talk about it all the time. Cause like I told you earlier, when we can't do as much as we want to do, or we know we could do something better, but it wasn't possible because the client wasn't there yet. You know, they weren't willing to, to dive that deep into the process. That was difficult for us. But when we can walk away and know that we've made a difference in somebody's life, it's just, it's the best, best feeling ever. And we get to do that every single day. And I can't tell you, like, it's probably as rewarding as being a OBGYN and delivering babies. It's just, it's so, it, it just feels so good that you know you changed somebody's life. Absolutely. That has, it really is like the best feeling when you are able to do your job and step away and feel so good from it. That, that makes me so happy to hear you say that. <laughs> but you have given us so much good advice. I, like Kelsey said, I want to go to the container store literally today. But we just have a, a, few, <laughs> a few little rapid fire questions to finish us off. What is your very favorite space to organize? Like what's that one space that when someone's like, I need a blank that you're like, yes. It used to be closets, but pantries have really become my thing the past couple of years because I, I feel like, especially with a family, you know, you're in your pantry a lot or you're in your kitchen a lot. And I, I just, I think that it could be an extension of your kitchen and it should look just as good as the rest of your house. So for me, when I can transform a pantry and make it look like absolutely amazing, that's, I, I get really, really excited about that. I love that. You have me, I swear to God, I was thinking about my pantry <laughs> when you were talking about it earlier. I'm like excited to take out all my food. And then lastly, who is your yes. like, who's your dream client? If you could organize anyone's house. I remember when I watched the home edit and they did Carrie Underwood, I was like, wow, <laughs> who do you feel like is that person for you? Oh gosh. Well, you know, that's kind of what sucks about living in Arizona is we don't have those celebrities. Like if I lived in California or if I lived in Nashville or where else, I guess New York, I could be doing the housewives, you know, all that, but we just don't have that. So anybody listening, we do travel, <laughs> we want to help you, but I'd have to say probably my dream client because he's just my favorite musician of all time. And if you've seen my website, you know how many concerts I've been to, but Dave Matthews would be really, really really rad to do his house. I mean, he might have to just have us move in for a while because I think I would want to hang with him all day, but I think he would be really cool. I don't know. I'm really not starstruck by a lot of people, but if it was Dave, I'd, I'd be down. <laughs> I love, 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 love that. You never know. I mean, this is you manifesting and maybe, maybe Dave's a listener. No, definitely Dave not. Matthews. <laughs> yeah, Dave himself. Yeah, hey, never he, he could, you never know. He could be. Yeah, you, you truly never know. That's great. Do you know where he lives? Does he live in Nashville? We're like, I'll go no, like leave so him a note if you want me to. <laughs> yeah, please, please do. Because I know a lot of people live in Nashville, right? Mm -hmm. I know he has a house in Washington and in California. So he has a wine vineyard in California, which I mean, how fun would that be? 
And then he has a house in Washington too. And I'm, he's from Virginia. So he probably has a house over there too. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not a stalker. I'm just a fan. So, but I do know, I do know that he has houses in, in both of those states. You're like, I just know, I, I know all of his addresses, but I'm not a stalker. That is awesome. And you his have kids' names, you know, everybody. You would have multiple houses to organize too. Yes, I know. That would be so much fun. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on. Your tips helped us seriously so much, especially since like I just moved. I, I feel like the hardest thing for me right now has been to just kind of get everything out of boxes. Like I just need to get it somewhere and then I can try to like reorganize everything. Is is that a good strategy? <laughs> That's what I've been doing. Definitely. I think, I think that your box is behind you. That was the first thing that you said when we jumped on the call. So I think that if you get those out of your physical space, they'll be out of your mental space too, which is, you know, so important. So I just start small. Don't, don't set yourself up for, you know, challenging everything all at one time. If you need to take breaks or if you need to break it up in a couple of days, you know, do that. But I think you'll feel a lot better once you get that space flowing and going and, you know, you'll be able to successfully do the work without any distractions. Yeah. Right. I agree. I'm like the type of person that's like, I need to get everything done right now. So thank you for the tip. I would love for you to go ahead and just let our audience know where to find you. I saw that on your Instagram, you have a highlight called stay home, which is so cool because you break down like how to organize each space. So why don't you go ahead and tell our audience exactly where to find you? How do they book you guys? All the good stuff. So you can find us on Instagram at OCDAZ. And same thing for Facebook. It's facebook.com slash OCDAZ. I should probably plug my Pinterest <laughs> since you guys put that in my in my ear. I think that's OCDAZ as well. And then to contact with us, any questions, you can shoot me a DM. You can email me. All of that information is on, all the contact information is on Instagram. Send me a text, call me, whatever. Anything works and we'll take care of you guys. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ashley. And we hope to talk to you soon. I really wish I didn't have to film and shoot a bunch today because I'm so inspired. I just want to organize my entire house and unpack these boxes. You feel me? I truly do. You need to go to the container store because I can't believe you've never been. The first time I went, I seriously spent $300. <laughs> Let me know how you like it. So it's easy. Is it expensive? It's not expensive, but like it is. <laughs> it depends on what you're buying. You know what I mean? I was mm-hmm. buying like these drawers to pull out because I have under my like sink. They're not drawers. They're just like kind of floating shelves. And it's like so annoying when things are stuck in the back. So I bought these things to kind of pull out. They were like 40 each, which isn't terrible. But like Ashley said, like, it's an investment that literally is going to make your life better. So it's totally worth it. Yeah, 100%. I feel like she helped me so much. I feel like I got a really good tips. Yeah, definitely. I like too. like I was even thinking with my pantry, I'm going to take everything out first. I feel like that's something that's it, like, it's an actionable tip that we can literally all do. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. We hope you guys loved Ashley. I'm sure you did. There's no question about it. And let us know if you start organizing anything fun and exciting. But we will be back here next week and we will chat with you soon. If you ever need anything, don't forget to call your girl. <laughs>